What's up, everybody? This is Chris Nichols, and you're listening to an episode of the Nichols and Dimes Show. Enjoy. Hey, guys. It's Chris Nichols, host of the Nichols and Dimes Show. Today, I'm doing a little bit of a different episode than what you've been used to, where I typically have a guest on and we have a conversation for about an hour. But since we're just a little bit past the halfway point in the year, I wanted to take this week to do a solo recap on some of the things I've learned from the guests who have been on my show so far, and just share a little bit about the experience in doing this podcast and what I've taken away, what I've learned. And I realized that I probably could have done something like this a little sooner because we're now in August 2023. I started this thing in January and have been doing it weekly which means I've had just about 30 entrepreneurs of all different types on the show so far. That's a lot of wisdom, a lot of stories, a lot of experience shared by these people. And any one of these episodes, you could take away many different insights that could be beneficial to helping you redesign your perspective or perhaps enact some best practices into your life if you're trying to build something. But either way, we're just past halfway point through the year, figured it's a good time to pause and reflect on some of the learnings. And I just wanna say it's been an incredible experience connecting with all the people who have been on my show and to all of my guests, thank you all so much for being on my show and, and talking with me and connecting with me and to share your stories with the audience. You know, it's it's been a combination of people who are close friends of mine, uh, people who are casual acquaintances or friends, and then they've become become much closer to me in the process of doing the podcast and then some people who I just met during the process at the end of every episode I ask my guest hey who's one person in your network that would be a good fit to be on the show somebody who's building something and it could be an entrepreneur of any type right I've had people who are pure business people selling a product I've had a number of different coaches. I've had musicians, athletes. Every type of person brings a unique perspective, but in listening and and learning from all these people, I gathered a few trends that I was able to put together and just share. I wanted to share my insights and feedback on those with you in this episode. Uh, And I just have to say, podcasting, the reason why I'm able to bond with these people throughout this process is because there's nothing like having a conversation on a podcast. People, you know, one-on-one interaction is almost rare these days where you have a true deep conversation with somebody and, and get to know them in a, a way that you never knew prior to that. Uh, and it's certainly not the same as just going out to lunch or going to dinner with somebody, in my opinion. I think there's too many distractions around you at the restaurant, the waiter's coming up. But when you know that this conversation is going to be shared publicly, people tend to really be try to be at their best and think about insightful answers to the questions and, and being good conversationalists. So it's been incredible. I'm super thankful for the process or the experience so far and for all of your support for the show. And I can't wait to continue to meet new people and share those stories with everybody listening. So for today's episode, I'm going to specifically focus on a question that I ask every guest, usually near the end of each episode, which is, what is an entrepreneurial life hack that's against the mainstream belief? And it's funny, you know, people, people's answers to this question are kind of all over the map. You know, some people know exactly what to say right away. Some people are a little, they really got to think about it. And then from those answers, I've gathered some answers that are more general, bigger picture. 
And then some answers have been very specific or tactical that you could probably apply in your life today. So I wanna share just some of the examples of those and the trends that I've put together uh, that I've noticed in these answers from nearly 30 entrepreneurs uh, to date. But let me first start with the mainstream assumption that we go off of, right? It's a, the purpose of this question is to try to find something a little alternative to what people expect when it comes to the mindset needed in entrepreneurship, which is the grind, grind, grind culture or the hustle mentality, right? And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a huge proponent of that. That's kind of what my show is all about. But again, the purpose of this is to get people to go against the grain a little bit. And uh, I found that some of the answers have been very important uh, to make people think outside of the box a little bit about how to be at your best if you're trying to build something. So I'll start with the first of two main trends that I gathered from this question, and I'll cite a few examples. Uh, and then the third category will be just a few examples of the tactical or specific answers that I thought were fun and worth sharing. So number one is putting your well-being first to make sure you're at your best. Matt Hirsch shared a really fascinating answer to this question. He said, your business can only expand to the degree your nervous system can hold. If you're experiencing blockages in your business, stop looking at the business and maybe look at the internal blockers that perhaps are preventing your business from growing. And those could be mindset or spiritual speed bumps that you just haven't addressed within you that need to be addressed. And the idea of that is to not freak out about the details around your business right away. Perhaps, oh no, uh, did I make the right or wrong decision with this marketing campaign? Oh, you know, did I do the right thing with the product strategy? I mean, there could be many different things that you go straight to uh, to fix something that might not be working your way when yet you're still ignoring the core of where it's coming from, which is you, the entrepreneur. So uh, Matt and I made a cool little video for that answer and we posted it on social media and it did very well. So that was nice validation that it was some great advice from Matt. I'll share a few others uh, that were similar. Uh, one of those is from Taiha Sloan. She said, learn how to process your emotions very effectively. You know, so many things will poke at your emotional wounds if you don't know how to use that emotion or pain to heal yourself, then you just can't move forward. So she also went on to say, the business isn't making you feel this way because you already feel this way. I thought that was pretty profound and it's very similar to what Matt said, which, you know, but, but just said in a different way. But she's making the point of, hey, you need to learn how to process your emotions properly and learn ways to, to address those and become in tune with them, uh, whatever those methods that you've learned to, uh, to work for yourself or you've created to become one with your emotions and, and be understanding of what's going on and, and to be able to move forward properly because your business is really just going to be a reflection of that, right? It's a reflection of yourself. Uh, once you're able to move through those challenges quicker, then you can grow more efficiently. So Melody Kramars was also somebody who said something similar. She said, at first you might hate it, but if you just change the way you're going about it, so that it aligns with you, then you'll learn to love it. So again, this is pretty aligned with Matt and Taiha's answers to this question, but I thought those three were worth sharing to support this trend of putting your well-being first 
to make sure you're at your best. And there were a few other guests that said answers to this question that were maybe a little bit more straightforward to support this trend. And I'll just share a couple of those. Kieran Flanagan talked about how he likes to constantly gauge his energy levels to avoid burnout. He uses the aura ring to constantly look after his energy levels, making sure he's getting his proper sleep or making sure he's not overly caffeinated. Kimmy Alessi talked about finding your balance and being open to pivot. She made the point of your job, you know, not being your life. You don't live to work. The purpose of being an entrepreneur is to have a job so that you can live. And then Maxine Chapman with Surf Dirt said simply, just have fun. The stress is guaranteed. You cannot let it take over your life and consume you completely. So there was a number of answers in here from these people who have been on this journey to reminding you, hey, don't let this consume your whole life. Uh, Don't let this burn you out you need to be at your best and you need to take care of yourself in order to have whatever it is you're working on grow in the proper way that's aligned with you. Okay, so that was trend number one. Now, number two, I'll go ahead and share. This was a a cool one, which is the idea of putting on your blinders and just keep going forward. Asante Sefabwachi and Devin O'Brien gave pretty similar answers to uh, support this trend. Uh, Asante talked about patience and the concept of continuing to water the apple seed on a daily basis so that it will grow. It's not going to happen overnight. Devin also said that, hey, it's not going to happen overnight or maybe not even in a year. As long as you continue to show up every day with a good attitude and showing up on time, serving your clients, then that's going to pay off in the long run. So it's this idea of consistency, uh, regardless of the ups and downs that you experience. And then kind of an alternative look at that concept is not letting the opinions of other people or what other people think get in your way either. And I've had a few musicians on the show or a few entertainers who definitely are in tune with this because they're putting out, they're being vulnerable and putting out their work. They're uh, creating art and sharing it with people and people are going to have all kinds of different types of feedback to that. So John Lelou, who is a musician, he talked about no one cares. (laughs) A lot of us think everyone around us cares so much about what we're doing or what we're saying. And it's just not like that at all, really. It's really much less than you think. Uh, people are more worried about themselves. Uh, Victor Tapia, the gosh father, he's a DJ. He talked about the idea of not taking any feedback from anyone uh, specifically until you're done with it. And when you ask for feedback for those only, only those few people that deserve to be asked this question, uh, don't ask them, hey, do you like this or not? Ask them, do you like this better or worse than the last one? So don't let people interrupt your flow, your creative flow and what you're working on, you know, to distract you or to make you so, uh, gather self-doubt, right? He also said, stay away from perfectionists, which I like to support that. Max Holdreth said, the only way to lose is to stop playing the game. Again, continuing to move forward, super important. Noah Belkaus, he talked about failure being a good thing and how much he loves failing uh, so that he can continue to get closer to where he ultimately wants to be. Uh, And then Xander Kingsley, he said, I never failed. I just learned 1000 ways not to do it. So those are just a few examples. And of course, there have been more, but supporting the second trend that I noticed of putting on your blinders, staying in your lane, keep moving forward, staying consistent in order to get to where you want to go. So yes, those are the two main trends. I thought those were really cool, really insightful. I'm going to share just a few fun examples of the tactical and specific answers I received from some of the guests. Ross Flederjohn, he talked about this marketing concept of a website 
versus a social funnel. You know, pretty much every company's standard is to market to you and to put out ads to get you to move to their website and interact from there. But he's talking about this new trend, which is the concept of a social funnel. Keep people on the social platform. So let's say somebody's on Instagram and they're DMing or, or they're interacting with a post by a business account. Instead of pushing them to the website, redirecting them away from Instagram or Facebook or, or Twitter, X, Google, whatever it is, how about let them stay there? And by the way, the social media companies out there want you to stay on their platforms all the time, so they're probably going to reward you, right? They, they do reward you for uh, keeping people on their platforms. The idea of this is maybe you send a DM to get information within a, a chat on Instagram with a business, and then you can interact or take action on their content right there instead of being redirected to a website. So we could go down a rabbit hole on this one, but I just thought this was a cool one. Rob Rast was another person who shared a pretty cool, specific thing that you can en enact into your life today. And he's actually enacted this exercise with all of his employees, but it's around the idea of active positive thinking. You know, he's a big believer in fo focusing on positive things will bring you those types of things. Negative thinking will bring you negative things or negative results. So he has this routine or exercise where if somebody at his company or if he catches himself talking negatively, complaining, thinking negatively, then they're to get on the floor and do 10 or 20 push-ups, whatever it was, right then and there. <laughs> so something that I actually really liked and I want to try to incorporate into my life more because negative thinking certainly can eat me up. Okay, Chris Sortino shared a pretty cool one that is worth trying as well for all of us because I think it's safe to say here in 2023, we all can get pretty distracted by our phones. I don't know, maybe some of you are better <laughs> at this than others, but one of the most prolific problems I've noticed in people and what he's Chris Sortino has noticed is people who wake up and get caught up looking at all the notifications on their phone, all their texts, and not letting themselves do the morning routine they need to be at their best and then approach their day with the most efficiency and the clearest mind. So his solution to that is sleeping with the phone in the other room. Uh, definitely something I'll be honest, I'm, I'm pretty anxious about. I do use my phone as an alarm, so that's something I'd have to figure out, but it is worth trying. Imagine what your mindset would be in the morning if you don't have that distraction before you actually get up and running. Another cool one was from Jasmine Nicolet. Uh, she's a musician, so she does a lot of creative work, a lot of songwriting, and she talked about going against the mainstream belief of you got to go to bed early, you got to wake up early, you know, this grind culture of entrepreneurship. But she said, hey, there's nothing wrong with doing your best creative work late at night, and sometimes that's how it, how it is for her, and, which I thought was interesting because it actually aligns with some people historically, you know, some major artists, uh, whether it be uh, authors, people writing books, or people writing songs, music, or, or making art, paint, painting, whatever it is. There have been examples of people doing some of their best work at odd hours of the night just because that's when they're at their best creative state. So I thought that was cool. But anyway, those are just a few cool takeaways I, I gathered from this question so far. I'll probably do this again later in the year, but I hope you guys gathered something from this. Some of these episodes have been filled with great wisdom and, and information that you can use to improve whatever it is you're working on. Uh, and it's these entrepreneurs, again, they're all over the map. They're not just one type of, of niche entrepreneur. Uh, we have business people, we have artists, coaches, 
and everything in between. And I intend to continue to find people with diverse experiences in this way uh, so that we can get, I, I'm able to gather these tactics and these uh, pieces of advice together to share with you and create something valuable. So I want to thank everybody again for supporting the Nickels and Dimes show. It's been a blast, uh, an incredible experience. Uh, I'm excited to continue to connect with more people going forward and keep this thing going. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Maybe you can play it back and take a few notes because I think there were some great valuable pieces of information that my guests shared on the show and I was able to put it together in this episode. But I hope everyone is having a great 2023 and we will see you and talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining our conversation today on the Nickels and Dimes show. Please check out and follow my podcast, Instagram at Nickels and Dimes show. I'd love to have you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube. You can also find it on my website. I welcome and encourage any feedback you can share in the reviews so I can continue to improve and develop the show. Thanks again and see you next time.